Who's there? It is I, Arthur, son of Uther Pendragon from the castle of Camelot. King of the Britons, defeater of the Saxons, sovereign of all England. Pull the other one. I am, and this is my trusty servant, Patsy. We have ridden the length and breadth of the land in search of knights who will join me in my court at Camelot. I must speak with your lord and master. What? Ridden on a horse? Yes. You're using coconut. What? You've got two empty halves of coconut and you're banging them together. So? We have ridden since the snows of winter covered this land. Through the kingdom of Mercia, through... Where'd you get the coconut? We found them. Found them? In Mercia, the coconut's tropical. What do you mean? Well, this is a temperate zone. The swallow may fly south with the sun, or the house martin or the plover may seek warmer climes in winter. Yet these are not strangers to our land. Are you suggesting coconuts migrate? Not at all. They could be carried. What? A swallow carrying a coconut? It could grip it by the husk. It's not a question of where he grips it. It's a simple <laughs> like question of weight ratios. A five-ounce bird could not carry a one-pound coconut. Well, it doesn't matter. Will you go and tell your master that Arthur from the court of Camelot is here? Listen, in order to maintain airspeed velocity, a swallow needs to beat its wings 43 times every second, right? Please! Am I right? I'm not interested. It could be carried by an African swallow. Oh, yeah, an African swallow may be, but not a European swallow, that's my point. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Will you ask your master if he wants to join my court at Camelot? But then, of course, uh, African swallows are non-migratory. Oh, yeah. So they couldn't bring a coconut back anyway. Wait a minute. Supposing two swallows carried it together? No, they just have it on a line. Oh, simple. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny way of looking at a journey. It's dark up here, isn't it? Waiting on the lights to come on. He'll, he'll remember it. There we go. <laughs> See, the computer guy forgot that he also runs the lights now. And he's, there we go. Yeah. Hey, all right. That's a funny way of looking at a journey. It's also a funny way of looking at how we can get off track and get focused on areas that really don't mean anything. God, our King, has invited us all of invited all of us in on a journey. But like we saw on the screen, sometimes things just happen that get us off track, that cause us to to go down paths that really lead nowhere. God really wants us to live life to the full. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus Christ said, I've come that they can have life and have it to the full. He fully expects us to live a, live a life that's full. He expects us to join in with him on this journey. In Jeremiah chapter 9, or chapter 6, verse 16, it says, Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. What he's saying is, on your journey, stop and look around because sometimes you need to stop and evaluate where you are. 
Sometimes you need to stop and make a choice. Which way am I going to go? How's this going to play out? What's my life going to look like? And God says, make a choice. Today we're talking about spiritual growth and how important that is for every single human being. You, you may have just walked in life point for the very first day. You may have never been to church before in your life or you're trying out church again for the first time. Today we're talking about some information and some opportunities that will help you grow spiritually. A lot of people, unfortunately, experience spiritual growth just right here. We're, we're right there. That's spiritual. Don't look at my balls. That, a, a lot of people, right here is where a lot of people experience spiritual growth, uh, think they can experience spiritual growth. They just, right here, that's it. This, I'm going to grow, and I'm going to come. I'm going to stay for an hour, and uh, hey, I want to grow. Add a little water, some good music, and coffee, and Krispy Kreme, and, and I'm going to grow spiritually. And, and that's, that's how a lot of people experience, in their minds, growth. And, and, and we leave sometimes thinking, I've grown because I've sat and I've soaked in some information, now my life's going to be different. Well, as important as it is that you are sitting there, as important as it is that you heard somebody say, hey, come check this church out, or you got that flyer in the mail, whatever reason, as important as all of that is, there's so much more than just what takes place here for an hour on Sunday morning. There's so much more than what I could possibly say in 30 minutes every Sunday. Or you could hear from the band for 30 minutes. There's so much more to that journey than just what you experience right here. I believe God is getting ready to take our church on an amazing journey. On an amazing journey of growth, spiritual growth, numerical growth, all of that. I really believe that's where he's taking us. But we can't forget that in, as individuals, God has invited us in on a journey that goes way past what happens here for an hour. So about a year ago, I began to think about the, the church and are people growing spiritually are, and are we providing opportunities? Are people taking their next steps? Yes, Sunday morning's exciting. The music's awesome. I hope the, the, the messages are and and. and but are people's lives changing? Are people taking the next step of growth? And I began to think, what would that look like if, if people just took their next steps? And the staff and I, we talked about it. What would that look like? And, and it just came down one day, I thought, we need a person that can guide this whole process. We need a staff position that can just guide this process of spiritual growth. And I looked around the staff, and I saw Darren, who's getting older as a youth pastor, and I thought, you know what? He's 40. How old are you? 43? 43, 42, and 41. Is that it, guys? That's right. There's the youngest one up here on stage. So, so, so Darren and I began to talk, and we began to dream about what would it look like if, if people took these next steps spiritually? What would, that, what, would, what would it look like for people so we talked, and, and he went away and planned and prayed and, and wrote some stuff. And, and when he and I sat down and, and talked about it a few months back, I said, we, we've got to have a Sunday morning where we share this information. So today is largely informational, but it's information that's going to build a foundation and prepare us for this amazing journey, not only that God is taking our church on, but what he's going to take you on as an individual. So Darren, talk to us a little bit about this process. Thanks, little brother. 
hey, this whole idea of, of following indicates some movement on our part, doesn't it? Um, maybe it's movement along the lines of an idea or a philosophy. Maybe it's sort of aligning yourself with a political or ideological group. Maybe it's just physically moving towards another person. But in Scripture, we run across this word called disciple. And this, what a disciple in, in Scripture sort of calls out, identifies a group of folks in the crowds around Jesus. This is a group of people that oriented their entire life around following Christ. And so at LifePoint, we've sort of made the translation for you kind of simple. We refer to disciples as Christ followers here because we want to emphasize that faith in Jesus it goes beyond just believing. It's about movement. And, and we encourage you to follow in the direction that Jesus leads, wherever it is and at the pace that he goes. Now, I can feel some of you tensing up a little bit out there thinking, oh, great, Darren's about to beat me out over the head because he doesn't think I'm growing enough. I just want you to relax. Um, our purpose here today is not to make you feel guilty. That, quite frankly, would be a waste of everyone's time. So what we do want you to do, though, is just take an honest look inside and just see how well that you're doing in actually following Jesus. Then what we want to do is we want to offer you some hope by offering you a way and some resources that uh, will help you draw closer to Christ. So let me just start with a reality check real quick. And uh, just to let you know, right up front, we acknowledge that Christ followers grow in different ways and at different paces. Now, some people think that following Christ ought to look like this. You know, at some point, you know, you, you put your faith in Jesus and it's a slow, steady climb, you know, towards holiness. And about ha at the halfway point, you can walk on water and then about 75% later, you get a halo and all that stuff. And that's just not the way it works. In reality, it looks mu much more like this. You know, doesn't it? I mean, we have starts and stops and ups and downs and disappointments and disillusionments. And, and sometimes, against our better judgment, we fall back into the same sins that we've asked uh, the Lord to forgive us of multiple times. And our life is all about that. Uh, for me, I mean, my spiritual life kind of looks like this. So, you know, quite frankly, I'm a mess. Um, but if, when you look at a graph like, like the other one there, um, we, we often assume that those high points represent... Um, moments in a relationship with God, and, and the low points represent these negative spots. I like to encourage you to look at it a different way. Here's why. I don't think that following Jesus can be characterized necessarily that way. It's because following Jesus is a learning process, and it, it, the school is in session your entire life that you're a Christ follower. So what if we look at this little graph here differently? What if we, instead of highs and lows, goods and bads, uh, progress and, 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 and failure, try listening and resting and celebrating, and starting, and learning, and growing. See, maybe waiting is good, and not waiting is bad. Maybe success is bad, and failure is good. Maybe stopping has a higher value than starting. Let me just say, there is no wasted moment in following Jesus. Even if something doesn't go necessarily well, God can redeem that and can teach you, and you can still learn in all the highs and lows of following Christ. See, I've grown up hearing people say things like, you know, do you love God or not, Darren? I mean, come on, Darren, you're either committed or you're not. Real, real Christ followers give God 100%. Well, that all sounds good, and, you know, it gets people fired up, but the problem with that is it's just not true. See, here's another reality check for you. There is no such thing as 100% commitment. That's right. Not to depress you, but let me just track this by following a, a typical day in my life, okay? So... Um, it's a typical day in, in my life, and we're going to chart my commitment. I wake up in the morning, about 80% committed. You know, I'm pretty excited about God. I love God. I love my fellow man. I love my family. 
Uh, and then I leave and I go to the office and go to work. And all of a sudden, my commitment level slides to about 50%. Because, you know, well, I work with these guys. So, um, <laughs> But somewhere along the way, you know, Donnie calls me to the office and says, hey, man, you're doing a great job. I appreciate what you're doing. And, and the finance team has met. And, and we decided to give you a, a little bit of a raise. And wow, all of a sudden, my commitment level shoots right back up to 90%, you know? Because, you know, I love God. I love Donnie at that moment. So um, <laughs> then I leave the office and I go home. And, you know, I walk through the door, and immediately when I walk through the door, um, I get hit with all kinds of homework questions about stuff that I don't understand. I didn't understand it when I was a, a freshman or a sophomore, and, and, you know, and they're asking me math questions, and, and, and I get kind of tense about that, and all of a sudden my commitment level drops to about 70%. And then Teresa calls and says, hey, I'm running late, can you, you know, but I'll be there in time for dinner, and I went, oh, I was supposed to do dinner tonight. All of a sudden my commitment level drops to 60%. Well, those of you that cook at your house know that once you cook you, and serve the food and everybody eats it, then they all go do their thing, and someone's got to clean up that mess. Guess who that is? That's me. I've got to clean up the dishes, and now all of a sudden my commitment level falls to about 50%. And I'm so irritated about that that I, you know, I, I kinda, I'm grumpy, and I start to tangle with my youngest daughter about the condition of her room, and all of a sudden the slide goes down to about 40%. And then you know, Teresa caps my day off by asking me to gather up the trash and to clean out the litter box. And as I'm there with the scooper, getting out little pee balls and all the little tootsie rolls out of the box there, you know, my commitment level's dropping out to about 25%. Not a good moment. And then I walk out of there, I'm frustrated, and so I pick a fight with my wife, and we're arguing, and, you know, and then I, I, I walk out of the door, slam the door, and, and I'm scraping by at about 5%. And somewhere in my tirade, I, as I, I noticed that all of a sudden, hey, Victoria's Secret catalog came in the mail today. Hmm. Well, you know what happens. My commitment level goes right back up to over 90%, right? Right. I'm all over the commitment scale, just like many of you are, and, and we want 100% commitment to following Christ. We try for 100% commitment. We wish we could give Jesus 100% commitment, and unfortunately, though, following Christ in life isn't always that simple. So what I want you to know today is that, that we understand that spiritual growth is not linear. It doesn't follow this straight line all the time. As a matter of fact, a better way to look at it is more of a cycle, a repeating cycle, a constant process of beginning and belonging, and growing. It's not a formula or an, or an equation. Sometimes A plus B does not equal C. Sometimes it's D or F or pi R squared. You know, it's, you're not sure what's happening there. But we understand here at LifePoint, we want you to understand that, that following Christ is a lifelong process of growth. And we think of spiritual growth here as an adventure, a quest for something fresh and challenging, something more. So what we are going to do here in the next couple of minutes is outline a path for you that will help you as you take some next steps in following Christ. And we've put together some different resources and experiences and more on the way as you jump into this cycle of beginning, belonging, and growing. So back over to Donnie. So just for a couple of minutes, we want to talk to you about what this path looks like, what, what it looks like to be on this, this path of spiritual growth. Well, we want to start with a great place to start, and that's begin. If you're going to get somewhere, you have to begin. But beginning is a place that you move from. Now, it took me a couple, t couple years my freshman year of college. My freshman year was two years long. And, you know, I, I began a couple times before I got it down right. But beginning implies I'm going to start here and I'm going to move on to something else. So all the things I'm going to share, to you, share with you about beginning implies that you're ready to move on to the next thing after you begin. The biggest thing, <coughs> excuse, me, 
sorry. The biggest thing that we do at LifePoint is Sunday morning. It, it requires more energy, more effort, and we just call that Sunday stuff. There's a lot of things happen here, happen behind the scenes that make Sunday morning happen every week. So hopefully you begin with Sunday stuff. You come in, somebody invited you to church. For, there's, there's a reason you're here. You, you found out about us somehow, and you come, and you're beginning. And, and maybe it's not just here. Maybe it's over in the family service, in Fam Jam. Maybe it's you know, taking your kids over there to the nursery. But, but this is the place of beginning. This is the place where every week we think about what would this service, this, even what we're talking about right now, I thought through my mind, what would it be like if I were coming to church for the first time? Would it freak me out? Would it make me go boring? You know, I, I think through that. Every time I begin to write down what needs to be said on Sunday morning. We think through it because we want to present these timeless truths of Scripture in relevant ways. So, Sunday. Sunday stuff. Some other things that we're going to continue to offer, kind of repackaged and named a little bit differently, are a couple of short classes. The first one's called Life Point Preview. And, and write this down because th- this is a fast-paced look at LifePoint, uh, our history, who we are, where we came from. You get to meet the staff and just find out a little bit more about our church to begin to determine, is LifePoint the place where I can plug in and grow spiritually? Is it the place God's leading me to? Is it the church that, that is, is going to best help me take that next step in Christ? Maybe it's not. I hope it is because our goal is that every person takes that next step. The first LifePoint preview is going to be on March the 9th at both locations. You can mark that on the back of your WhatsApp card if you'd like to attend that. And if you're whatever location, just write that on there too so we know how many people are coming. That's March 9th. It's going to be during one of the services. If you sign up for it, we'll get information to you quickly on uh, the times and, and all the stuff you need to know about that. The next step, the next thing is LifePoint preview or LifePoint overview. That's where you can find out a little bit more about what we believe and who we are and, and some doctrinal distinctiveness about life points, some things that, that we believe. There's nothing hidden. There's not like you're going to come and go, oh, my goodness, I had no idea they believe that. It's not that kind of thing. It's where you can come, find out more about us, where we are doctrinally, some things that we think make us distinct, some things about the future of the church, and you can ask questions about anything that you want to ask about what we believe, and why we do what we do. That's going to be March the 16th at both locations. So mark that on the back of your WhatsApp card and let us know if you want to come to LifePoint Overview. And this is not like a, a system where we say, you got to do this first and you got to do that next and you got to do that next, but it is a path to walk. It is a, it is a way. It's not the way, it's a way to help people Begin to explore, maybe if, if you're going to believe the claims of Jesus Christ, or begin to explore, is life point the place that I want to be, that I want my family to be? Another thing that we take very seriously at LifePoint is you having a sense of belonging. And Rob Perry is going to talk to us about that. I like that passage in Jeremiah 6, 16, because it talks about coming to the crossroads and looking around and uh, looking for the old, the godly way, and to walk in it. And when you look, when you start to explore faith in God, you realize that um, 
you have a gene built in you, a community gene, a, a relating gene that was put there on purpose by God. When he created man, he said, let us create man in our own image. And he said that on purpose because he exists not alone. I mean, he is one God, three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And they're all interrelating. And as you explore faith, if you look in the Old Testament, you will see him interacting with the great names. And then if you move into the New Testament, you see God stepping into the confines of time, you know, and space through Jesus Christ as one of us, but yet still remaining fully God. And so as he walked around, what did he do? You know, we're supposed to be Christ followers. We're supposed to follow where he leads. Well, where did he go? The other, this past week, I, you know, just writing some prep, I went to the Gospels, read them all the time, and... And so I just took a piece of paper and said, where was he? Who, you know, who was he talking to? I love how he interacts. But I also looked to see what kind of space was he in. Well, he went to crowds. I mean, crowds came to him. He'd walk into a town or out of a town, and he'd be surrounded by crowds. But that wasn't it. He also dealt with small, smaller groups of people. He would meet in synagogues or in homes, right? Even in a boat, he'd get a little small group going there together. He met one-on-one. -on -one with a tax collector, with a rich man, with a leper. So, so many one-on-one uh, -on -one occurrences. And then he even got alone with God the Father. And so community, you know, following Christ means following him into community. It's that important to him. And if you look at John 17, verse 21, this was right before he was going to be crucified. One of the most important things, this is his prayer, and we're in it. He says, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. You see, our belonging and our uniting together is going to help you not only experience God, it's going to help others find God. And when Christ was here, he invested a lot of time. Yes, he interacted with the crowds, but he invested in a few, the disciples. And, and he invested them in such a way that he modeled to them that the Christian faith was not something that is like taught, that it's caught. It's actually caught in the interaction between one-on-one, -on -one, life on life. That's spiritual growth. And it helps you and I experience real faith, real hope, and real love. So we, we serve a God who is relational. And that's important to us here at LifePoint. And so we create environments of uh, you know, relating spaces. There's no linear path. We all relate in different ways. But you will find, we're going to go over here, some different spaces that you can begin to belong. How you choose to belong today will look different than next, next week, next year. And how you belong is different from how that person belongs over there. Just know that. Here are some of the things. We have events. Those are more of the bigger things. It's like this size crowd but just take it into a social environment, be it at a lake. We go to the lake all the time, summer bash, fall bash. We go to concerts. We go listen to speakers. We go out to eat. Pay attention to your program. Pay, sign up for the newsletter. It's in there. Um, or from the stage or charts. You will hear about events. That is one way, if you're feeling disconnected, that is one way to start to be connected. And it's a non-threatening way. Because you can just share, or you can choose not to, but you can share a little bit about who you are and start to learn about this other person. But you kind of get to control that. It's not a one-on-one -on -one environment. 
We also have groups. There are different kinds of groups. We have women's groups that meet throughout the week. We have home groups that meet during the week. We have special groups. If you've got financial problems going on, we've got financial groups, healing groups. So we have groups. Now, one, of the question, one, uh, one other one there, a real special group is called Starting Point. And for some that are just curious about this Christian faith thing, what is it all about? That's a group for you. If you're coming back to the church and you're kind of checking God out for the first time again, that's a group. It meets for a short amount of time, non-threatening, and that may be a group for you. We're adding something this year because you're going to say, okay, how do you get in one of these groups? Well, a lot of times people will personally invite you or you check a WhatsApp card, but we want to get better at that. And there's this event called Merge. And that's, it will be a fun time, but the whole goal is for you to come and say, hey, I want to get connected and, and to walk out of there with you finding a group. If you don't find a group that night, because you'll get to interact with the different open groups and the leaders and who's there, if it works for you, you go with that group, you commit to them to go for a short amount of time, and if that group seems to work after that, then you go on and commit to stay longer with one another, or you just say, hey, it didn't work out, and you come back to the next merge event. But that's something that's going to be added this year. No matter how you get connected, I would just ask that you commit to participating in that relationship, not only with your time, because if you don't do that, you're not going to feel connected. But if you, connect, if, if you commit with your time, and I will say with your talents, because every one of you is gifted in a different way. And so it's not only important for your growth, it is actually important for the person that's sitting next to you. Your gift is. So that's just a couple ways to get connected. Growth is a natural part of every living thing, whether it's a plant, animal, or a human being. We all go through different stages, different rates of growth, and we draw different things help us grow, but, but growth is normal. Not growing is weird, you know? Um, I, when I was a youth pastor in Maryland, and there was a young lady in my group named Emily, and Emily had some sort of genetic disorder that, I don't know if her body didn't produce enough growth hormone or, or the timing was off or something, but she had to endure several surgical procedures and painful injections over the years trying to help her body kind of catch up. And even today, she is a young woman, but who is trapped in, in the body of almost an elementary school kid. And it's just, that is not normal. Her body is not working as it was supposed to work. Not growing is abnormal. It's destructive. It's an indicator of sickness or disease, and it's fatal. And ultimately, when something stops growing, it, it begins the process of dying. The most depressing room in my house is the bathroom. The reason it's so depressing is because right across from the shower, which I see every morning, is this big mirror. So I, that's the first thing every morning when I step out of the shower is I see me. And can I just tell you, at 43, naked is not pretty, all right? <laughs> it's very evident to me every day that I am way past my prime. And I've begun this, you know, this descent, and it's just not good. You know, my body quit growing a long time ago, and now it's just sort of this long glide. Um, Hebrews talks about this in, in chapter 5 and 6. The writer says this, You have been Christians a long time now, and you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basics. A beginner must learn about scriptures. You're like babies who drink only milk and cannot eat solid food. And a person who is living on milk isn't very far along in the Christian life and doesn't know much about doing what's right. Solid food is for those who are mature and who have trained themselves to recognize the difference between right and wrong and then do what is right. So let us stop going over the basics of Christianity again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. 
Not only is God's designed for us to grow physically, but he also wants us to grow spiritually. A Christ follower, a growing Christ follower, is someone who is constantly looking for and taking next steps on the path of spiritual growth. They're looking at the road ahead of them. They're scanning the horizon. They're doing whatever they can to adjust their course so they can track along with Christ. So here at LifePoint, we're very serious about partnering with you and helping you grow, helping you integrate your life and your faith. And uh, we're producing different resources and experiences all the time. And we want to help you become a better follower of Christ each day. On the growth track of, of what we've got for you here, um, the first thing is, ser- is to serve. Serving is something that you can begin doing immediately. You don't have to, to be a Christ follower very long or be attending LifePoint life for a very long period of time to begin serving. There are lots of places where you can jump in almost from day one. There are lots of serving teams around here that help produce the Sunday morning service. Uh, we need help with setup, teardown, the, the cafe, the info booth. They're, they're always looking for volunteers over in FamJam and in the nursery. The student ministry is constantly looking for, for adults that love hanging out with teenagers and want to invest their lives in them. In addition to um, things that we do within our church, there are also ways that we get out into the community and serve. We just had a LifePoint in Action Day here. Uh, we have another one coming up next month where our church is fans out into the community to serve, to do things in the name of Christ, to let people know that God loves them, not by what we say, but by what we do. There are lots of opportunities for you to serve everywhere, not just at LifePoint. There are some great ministries all throughout the city. There's Raleigh Rescue Mission. Uh, there's With Love from Jesus. There's Basic Needs. Um, there's umpteen different places where you can take a big, gigantic first step of spiritual growth in doing something for someone else in the name of Jesus. And we want to encourage you to do that. So keep your eyes and ears open for, for things that we'll do here, but don't pass up opportunities to serve um, in, in other places as well. Um, another thing that w- is coming online here that will be online at the end of uh, March is a new a seminar called LifePoint Rocks. And the purpose of that is just to outline several different building blocks that you can use uh, as a foundation for a healthy spiritual life. We're talking about some basic spiritual disciplines. We're going to talk about, teach about what they are, help you figure out ways to incorporate them into your life so you can build a great life of faith on a very solid foundation. Another um, class that will come right, that will be offered every other month, and the time and location will vary. Uh, another class that comes on the heels of that is something called Unwrapped. Um, everyone that's put their faith in Jesus Christ, God gives them uh, a few spiritual gifts to be used to build up the body, to, to represent Christ, to serve in the community, to spread the news about, about Jesus. We all, ha- all of us who are believers have those. In addition to the spiritual gifts that God gives you, th- you also have a unique shape. You bring some things to bear. There's things that you love to do, abilities that you innately have that aren't really a spiritual gift, but they're things that you do well. There's your life experiences and your personalities. All those things present the whole package and, and uniquely shape you to, to do service in the name of Christ somewhere, somehow, and to help somebody. And we're going to help you figure out how that works. In addition to that, there's a thing we call stretch. And that's sort of an umbrella term to sort of encompass a lot of different events and experiences that will kind of push you a little bit out of your comfort zone. And again, to help you take some big steps of growth. Everything from maybe uh, it's time you kind of hunker down and bring your finances under God's control and, and go through the Financial Peace University. Maybe your marriage needs a tune-up or some, some serious reworking. And, and the, uh, the family life weekend to remember would be a great thing for you and your spouse to, to go and be a part of. Uh, we're bringing something online here. It'll be uh, midsummer or the first part of the fall called um, the Prayer Lab. And uh, we will be offering opportunities for you to take out and experience some, 
some really neat, unique, and different ways to experience prayer. And uh, we'll use everything from scripture to art to uh, just silence, but there'll be an opportunity for us to get together, for you to sort of learn what this is about, to experience it, and then we'll get back together at the end and just kind of talk about what we learned and what God showed us. And our, our hope there is that not everything will, will float your boat, but along the way you may pick up two or three different tools that you can use, again, as you communicate with God and as you listen to Him. Um, in addition to that, there are, there are retreats. We have a women's retreat coming up in, in April. There's a student ministry retreat coming up in March. Uh, there are mission trips, conferences. We'll be doing some more in-depth Bible studies. Uh, we're going to bring back the Backstage Pass class uh, and, and some other things that we'll offer you. Those of you that want to go a little bit deeper in, in, in Bible study, we're going to offer those things for you well, give you an opportunity to stretch. So that's the process uh, that we put together. And as Donnie already said, it's not, it's not the be-all, end-all. It's not perfect, but it is a path that you can follow, and we'd encourage you to begin taking some next steps. What we've been talking about is not, I don't want you to, to, to think, oh, great, there's more obligation, got to go attend these classes, got and, and I'm sure your schedule, does anybody not have a full schedule? Everybody's busy and full, and I understand that. That's not why we're presenting this today, is to, to make you do something out of a sense of obligation. What we're trying to communicate are some opportunities for you to grow, and it's like a merry-go-round, just jump on at any point. You can just jump on anything you see going on that you think, you know, that, that might be the place where my journey really starts to make a lot more sense. And wherever that is for you, jump on. See it as an opportunity, not as an obligation. Our daughters are 10 and 12 years old. Sometimes when, and they're a little more, they're a little less maintenance, a little more low maintenance when they get to that age. Sometimes our worship pastor, Joel, brings his that two youngest daughters by the office, and they're two and four, and it reminds me of when ours were two and four, and I'm thinking, thank you, God, you know, that they're, they're now 10 and 12, because how many of you parents, especially you moms, would like to be able to snap your finger and your kids get over there where it's like, no maintenance? Anybody would like to do that? Sure you would. There's plenty of times you would like to do that. When our kids were that age, I can remember thinking, oh my goodness, what have I got myself into? But Think of, if, if I could have snapped my finger, and they would have grown from this size to where they are now, think of the journey as a father that I would have missed. And if you could snap your finger like that and grow spiritually and, and kind of be there like, okay, I've arrived now, you know, life is great, I've gotten where I'm supposed to be. If you could just snap your finger and be there, think of the journey that you would miss. And that's what God is inviting all of us in on, is a journey. Whether you have no idea what it means to follow Christ, you're just checking Him out, you're just checking out church, or you've been following Him for decades, He looks at all of us and says, look around and make a choice. Do you want to join me on this journey? Here's my motivation when I think about how, how are we going to grow individually, not just as a church and gather more people and have another location, but here's my motivation. For the first 22 years of my life, I lived away from God. For the first 22 years of my life, I lived not even thinking about things called consequences and, and, and loneliness, and it just didn't even come to my mind, but then 
I found this relationship with God. And at, at, at about 15 years ago, I remember thinking, I want to help other people find that. I want to help other people experience what I've experienced. So everything you see, me do or any of us on staff, we all have very similar testimonies. Everything you see, it's because we want to invite people in on what we've been privileged to get to do. That's what it's all about. Helping people take that next step and realize, I can get on this journey with God and my life will never be the same. When you go out the door today, pick up one of these. The ushers will be handing them out. It's our next step brochure. It just, in a very brief way, outlines everything that we've been talking about today. Please take one of these, read through it. You'll be hearing a lot about it. Just look for that little uh, logo anytime there's anything going on with, with our next step process. It's not a program for you to follow. It's just something for you to jump in and start to grow. Beginning on the 24th at both locations, they'll be in, a, in both lobbies a table that says next steps, and you can walk up to that table and say, hey, what, what have you got here? What can I do? And you'll be able to talk to somebody that'll be at that table and tell you how to take your next step. Whatever that is, that might be baptism. Maybe you're interested in being baptized. We've got a baptism service next week. Whatever that is, somebody will be there to talk to you about your next steps. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to participate uh, in this journey. God, thank you for what you're doing in our church. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Something else we do every week at LifePoint is we give you an opportunity to bring back a portion of what God's blessed you with. To give. And in the Bible it says for you to plan your giving. That you don't give because somebody makes you feel guilty or you feel obligated. But you give because you've purposed in your heart what you're going to give. What I can promise you is all the, the funds that you give are going to go to make a difference in the world, to take Christ to people, and to reach out to places that need to hear his message. Let's pray. God, thank you for this offering. We ask that it be used to, to touch lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Just want to real quickly, as the offering buckets are coming down, the band starts to play, tell you about next week, uh, the 17th. That's the last week. We'll meet together at one single location. It's going to be a huge celebration. You may have some questions in your mind like, how in the world are they going to pull that off? Legitimate question. I was asking myself that about a year ago. We figured some of it out. I'll share a little bit of that with you next week, uh, just at the beginning, just answering some uh, obvious questions about how are they going to do that. Thanks for coming, and uh, have a great day.